Your decision on how to diaper your baby will impact both you and the baby every day. There are a lot of benefits to choosing cloth diapers instead of disposable, but the whole process can seem more complicated, making things more difficult than it needs to be. So what are the most common mistakes new moms make when cloth diapering their babies? I'm Amy Kessler, cloth diaper educator and owner of Beach Bums Diapers, and you're listening to Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here. So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's Newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm your host, Kristen Stratton. I'm also a certified birth doula, postpartum doula, VBAC coach, and owner of in Season Doula Services. If you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also subscribe to our show through iTunes, so you'll automatically get new episodes when they're released. Sunny's here to tell us about other ways you can participate in our new show. All right. Hi, everybody. So as you know, Newbies is a new show, and we really want to get your participation in the show. It just makes the shows a lot more fun. So there's a couple different ways you can do that. We have some segments that you might be interested in. We have an oops segment where you guys can share your funny parenting stories with your newborn babies. So many funny things happen when you're a new parent. So if you want to share some of those with our audience, we would love to hear those stories. Um, We have a Ask the Expert segment where you can submit your questions that you have about being a new mom and how to parent and stuff like that. Whatever questions you have, let us know and we will ask some of the experts that have been on our show and we'll get those questions answered. And then we just want to hear your ideas when it comes to episodes. Kristen and I are doing a lot of episode planning right now. So um, let us know what topics you want to learn more about and perhaps we can do an episode on that in the future. So the best way to send us your ideas is through our website. You can go to newmommymedia.com, click on the contact link and send us an email. And if you actually, you can send us a voicemail as well. That's another good way to reach out. That number is 619-866-4775. So if you actually want to tell your story, if you actually want to ask your question and us use your actual voice on the show to tell the story, um, that's a good way to do that. No one's going to pick up the phone. You just leave a message and then we will use it from there. So a couple good ways to get involved. All right, let's meet our panelists. Um, I'll go ahead and introduce myself. Again, I'm Kristen Stratton. Um, I'm 29 and I'm a doula, but I'm also a mother of three awesome, crazy kids. Um, I have a girl who's five, I have a boy who's three, and another boy who's two. Hi, my name is Wendy Wheatcroft. I'm 39 years old and I own a company called Mama Milk Baby Love. I do breastfeeding support groups and other types of breastfeeding support for moms. Um, I have three kids. My oldest is 10 and she's a girl and then I also have a four-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy. Hi, I'm Brittany Ferry. I'm 26 years old. I'm currently a stay-at-home mom but I'm also training to become a birth doula. I have one sweet baby girl who's seven months old. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Okay, so today we're reviewing a new app that just came out. Um, It's 
by a company called Iodine. The name of the app is called Start, S-T-A-R-T. And it's a free app, so who doesn't love free? Um, And it's really, I think, a good tool for our new moms because it's all about tracking the effectiveness of some medication that you might be taking for postpartum depression or other postpartum mood disorders. Um, I think sometimes we're so caught up in our day-to-day that it's really hard for us to just let alone understand if we have a postpartum mood disorder. And if we are taking something, uh, medication to help figure out if it's effective, um, this is a great way to go about doing that. So it's really simple to use. You do create an account, but it's very easy to do. Um, And then you go through a series of questions. If for some reason the medication you're taking is not on the list, you can email the company and they'll add it to the app. Um, And then you also include the dosage information, uh, how often you're taking it, what time of day you're taking it. Do you take it with a meal? Um, Just very thorough so that you can evaluate basically how effective this is working for you. And then um, every two weeks, it gives you a depression survey that you take. So um, not only are you taking, you know, the opportunity to mark down and self-evaluate, but you're actually taking a true psychological study to see, hey, is this stuff actually working for you? So um, I think it's really user-friendly, and the app is actually kind of cute. It's like a little roadmap, so I think um, it seems like it's going to be fun to use, if you can put the word fun in that, but yes, I think it can be. So I personally probably would have made use of this, because I know when I had postpartum depression, I didn't really know what was going on with me, and I was just kind of struggling to get through the day, Um, and I did end up going the medication route to treat my postpartum depression. Um, And so sometimes you check in with your doctor and you're like, I don't really know how I feel. So I think I would have really used this. So um, I'll open this up to the panelists. Do you think this is something you would recommend to new moms? Or if you were in the situation, would you yourself use it? I definitely could have used something like that. I too struggled with it with a few of my pregnancies afterward. And um, I think something like that would be easier than reaching out to other people possibly, which some people have a hard time with when they're struggling with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would definitely use it. It's something that I'm struggling with now with my little girl. And it took me a long time to acknowledge that's what it was. I didn't realize you could still have good days and you didn't have to feel terrible all the time. So I think it would be a great way to help gauge like, okay, is this just normal amounts of tired or is it, is there something more that maybe I could look into and see if it's something that I need to get a little bit more help with. Uh, I think it would. I would definitely recommend it to a lot of parents. It's definitely a way, like you said, to uh, gauge how you're feeling, but also not have to really feel like you have to reach out to other people. But you could use it to help talk to your doctor, mm-hmm. or you know, a support group or therapist or something like that. Yeah, I just really enjoy the fact that it's um, specifically geared towards your medication because a lot of times you'll go in for maybe like a two-week or four-week follow-up and maybe you had a really rough day that day but overall you were feeling kind of better Um, so then you could go back and say you know what today was a really rough day with baby but overall I do feel like this is working or the opposite but this just kind of gives you some clarity when you go in to have those conversations. So if you want more information about this app we'll just add a link to our website and you can click on that to get more information. Today on Newbies, we're discussing the top 10 cloth diapering mistakes made by new parents. Our expert, Amy Kessler, is a cloth diapering educator and owner of Beach Bums Diapers in San Diego, California. Thanks so much for joining us, Amy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Amy, why would a parent choose cloth diapering over disposables? Uh, I think there's several reasons. The main reasons that people come to me are probably 
environment and uh, chemical exposure. People want to limit their impact on the environment, reduce their carbon footprint, and also uh, disposable diapers are laden with lots of horrible chemicals and people want to limit their ex- their child's exposure to any chemicals and cloth diapering is a great way to do that. So then the cloth diapers would be more beneficial to a baby versus disposable? Uh, yes, and I think the benefits, um, obviously the environmental and the chemical benefits are great. There's um, lots of chemicals that are known to cause asthma, liver problems, infertility, uh, cancer, and um, people are generally aware of that, but then when they come to me or they go, you know, seek out someone to educate them about cloth diapers, they learn a lot more. There's also some other minor uh, benefits, which is that cloth diapered babies tend to potty train on average a year earlier, Um, and then also cloth diapered babies usually experience less diaper rash, which is a perk. Yeah, a huge perk. Especially the potty training one. That's that's a huge perk. (laughs) A year without diapers would be pretty awesome. That would be very fantastic. (laughs) And can you just briefly touch on the different styles of diapers that are out there? Uh, Not so much the brands, but just I know there's like pockets, yes. all in ones. <laughs> well, all in ones self-explanatory, right? Everything's in one: the absorbent layer, the plastic outer layer. It's just like a disposable, except it's washable, um, and it just everything goes on at once. A pocket is a diaper that has a pocket layer, and you stuff it with inserts that create absorbency. That's my least favorite kind of diaper, personally. But I mean, I know there's a lot of people who love them. Um, and then a prefold is like your classic cloth diaper, what you see, you know, most people use as burp cloths, and those are obviously not the quality that you would want to use as a diaper, really, but three panels, the thickest panels in the middle, two on the outer, and you kind of fold it over the baby. Back in the day, you had to use pins. Now, you really don't need anything. They do make something called a snappy that you can use to hold it on, but you really don't need it. You can just use a cover over. So the cover is the plastic waterproof layer that goes on the outside there's also all in twos and I don't know double pockets and there's like all kinds of stuff out there that's really complicated just you know those are the main ones though okay um panelists what what do you use what style I have all in ones and pockets and I've used covers with inserts when my babies were little uh, we use pockets. That's because we're so new into it I would like to start using hybrids or all in twos whatever you'd like to call them uh, and we'll give those a shot. I'm still trying to figure out fit, yeah. you know, working on that. We have leaks at night, even though she's being changed a couple times at night. So it's, I think, a learning curve. Yeah, definitely. So, I think I'm just one of the weird people that actually likes pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It just works for us. Some um, people love them. Yeah. I'm just not. I loved prefolds, and there's so many people who hate prefolds, See, I like but pre-folds too, I but love I them. Just, Pockets are my go-to. I don't know why. That maybe that's because it was the first style that I used, and so it's yeah. just the most comfortable. But mm-hmm. I don't know. they're definitely cuter too than prefolds. I mean, they have so many cute styles out there. That's how they get you. I know. It's <laughs> um, okay, so let's begin with the top ten mistakes cloth diaper parents make. Um, so I'll read them to you, and you just kind of give me your expert opinion on them, and then we'll open up to the panelists as well. Okay. Not trying more than one style. There are diapers. What is the difference if all they do is the same thing? Why is that important? Well, just like every 
woman or man's body is different. Every baby's body is different. And so every baby wets different, every baby poops different, and every baby's body shape is different. So if you don't try a couple of different styles to see what works best for your baby, then, you know, you might experience a lot of leaks and it might have nothing to do with the fact that it's a cloth diaper versus a disposable diaper, but just that the diaper just doesn't fit your baby right. Uh, So, you know, you definitely have to try a few different things and find what works for you and what works for your baby. Okay. Uh, I could have used that knowledge when I had skinny little babies with no chub on their legs whatsoever, and we had lots of blowouts. So (laughs) I wish I had known that. Um, And what about not buying enough diapers? How many diapers do uh, we actually need? Well, I would preface that by saying that... uh, You shouldn't buy a whole bunch of one kind of diaper right at the beginning. You should maybe buy a few, try them out, buy a couple of different kinds, try them out. And then once you learn what works best, you should definitely have between 36 and 40 diapers that you can use. Because if you're, well, obviously if you're using a service, then the service provides what you need each week. If you're not using the service and you're washing them yourself, you have to remember that you're going to have to wash every two to three days. When you're doing the washing, it can take, you know, a good few hours to get through the entire wash process. So you want to make sure that you have enough diapers that you're going, those are going to last. Or if you don't get to washing that day that you're expecting to, that second day, you want to make sure you have enough to get through that third day so that, you know, you're not without diapers or you don't have to run to the store to buy disposables or use a napkin or <laughs> whatever else. I would not recommend a napkin. <laughs> that does not sound very absorbent. Okay, so how about not changing cloth diapers enough? How often should we change them? Well, regardless of what kind of diaper you use, you should be changing your di- your baby's diaper probably every two to three hours max. Um, people come under the misconception that they can leave their baby in a diaper for for five hours just because a disposable diaper can hold a lot of liquid. That doesn't mean that your baby should be sitting in that liquid. So, you know, regardless of what kind of diaper you use, you need to change your baby when they're wet or when their diaper's soiled. Uh, So at least every two to three hours. Okay. And what about using a synthetic cloth for absorption. What problems does that cause and what's the solution? Well, I think that you want to keep the natural absorbency of cotton is great. When you come to synthetic fibers, they're not as absorbent or if they're designed to be more absorbent, then they have a lot of synthetic things in them. They're not as natural and they're not good for your baby's skin. They're going to cause more rash. They're going to pull the moisture away from away from the baby's skin, but they're also going to pull the moisture out of your baby's skin, causing more rash and stuff like that. So the natural fibers are definitely better. And while your baby might feel wet when they're wet, that's okay. You change their diaper when they're wet. Okay. Um, And not washing or drying them properly. How should cloth diapers be cared for? Uh, I think this is where diapers, um, cloth diapers get really confusing. When you start to do research, you see so much about how should I wash them? How much detergent should I use? And really, people overcomplicate it. Uh, You use as much detergent as you would use to wash your clothes. You use very hot water, and hot water kills germs, so you know that the diapers are getting clean if you're using hot enough water. And then um, you don't use anything fabric softener or bleach that's going to build up in the diapers or cause like harsh chemicals to be in contact with your baby's body. Uh, and like I said, very hot water is going to kill all the, the germs. I would I would recommend line drying the diapers. If you use bleach, again, you're exposing your baby to chemicals. Um, if you dry them in the dryer, that's great, but you're going to definitely have more stains. If you dry in the sun, you're not going to have stains, and you're going to have an added level of killing bacteria and 
everything. Okay. And what about our panelists? What have been your experiences with these uh, mistakes? Have you encountered any of them in your cloth diapering world? I just wish that I had started sooner. I think that was one of my mistakes. I, I was nervous about it and afraid to take the plunge. And I had them sitting there and I'd say, today's the day. I'm going to try just one. And then I <laughs> chicken out. And then it was like once I finally started using them, I realized how user-friendly they are. And there's really no reason to hesitate. It's just an, a very easy process. And how about you, Brittany? Uh, we actually just started cloth diapering a couple weeks ago, and I agree. I don't know why I waited to start so long, and it, I think it's because there is so much information out there. It can be very overwhelming if you're just getting into it. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've made, like, all of <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think the amount of types that are out there is very overwhelming, like she was saying, and really a lot of them could work for your baby. There really isn't just one type. You know, I think I probably use four or five different types, depending on the pattern that I like on, <laughs> on their booty sometimes. But um, some of them are fashion choices more than brand names. But um, you could really pick from a, di- a lot of different ones. They are very cute. When we come back, we will continue our discussion about mistakes parents make with cloth diapering. We'll be right back. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Welcome back to the show. We're talking with Amy Kessler about the top 10 mistakes parents make with cloth diapers. Amy, I've heard parents choose the wrong size. I mean, how complicated can it be to choose the right size? And uh, what about one size fits all? Mainly with the one size, we'll start with the one size fits all. One size never fits all. Just like before when we were talking about choosing the right diaper for your baby, a one size diaper isn't going to really necessarily fit a six pound newborn. Or in my case, I had a three pound newborn and nothing was going to fit her. So um, you have to figure out what works best. The one size fit all, I always recommend to my customers that um, you always buy newborn size diapers or preemie size diapers, at least a few to get you through the first few weeks because those diapers that are designed for six and up aren't really going to fit until the baby's about nine pounds. And so you really have to make sure that you have something that's going to fit your brand new baby so that it's not overwhelming. If you're getting a lot of leaks then you're prob- or blowouts, then you're probably using a diaper that's too small. So you'll want to move up to the next size. And a lot of times you'll have to use both for a while. Sometimes you might need a larger diaper at night, smaller diapers during the day to fit under their clothes and stuff like that. So you just have to kind of gauge. But leaks is a good way to tell. If you're getting leaks, you're probably using the wrong size. Can they ever than- be too big? Uh, they can look too big. They can definitely be too bulky, but you'll probably, they'll probably still work. <laughs> um, what about using the wrong diaper creams on their baby? What creams or balms should parents use? Uh, as with the fibers, you should try to stick with everything natural. You don't, although I guess zinc oxide is technically natural, you don't want to use like zinc oxide so much or like the um, the diaper creams that contain zinc oxide. A lot of times they have a lot of other stuff added to them and they'll build up on your diapers. They cake on the diapers and they don't wash off very well. So you want to try to be as natural as possible. Something with coconut oil or lanolin, uh, even petroleum is okay. 
as long as you use just a little bit. And that goes the same way as zinc oxide. If you use it sparingly, you can almost use anything. Um, a lot of times with desitin and stuff like that, people really like just put gobs and gobs of it on their baby. And you really just need a very thin layer and then it shouldn't cause a problem for your diapers. Um, so, and you can always put like a liner in between if you had to. Uh, they sell really thin liners for your diapers that you could use and that would protect your diapers if you were f having any issues. And what about our panelists? What have you used successfully with your cloth diapers for those diaper rashes? I've used those liners that um, Amy was just talking about. They're flushable. They're awesome. I've also, in a pinch, cut up receiving blankets and just stuck that over the cream so it wasn't touching the diapers. I've used the receiving blankets cut up as liners. Um, other than that, I just I use coconut oil on her all the time. So. The other thing is that a lot of times with... Uh, diaper rash the best thing is air for their for their bottom so not using anything and just maybe not using a diaper when you're at home just putting a diaper under them or something like that that's always like the best thing to clear up their diaper rash although that was dangerous i did that with my <laughs> sons and anyone who has a newborn boy knows <laughs> pee everywhere that's pee everywhere <laughs> well and truthfully using cloth diapers i'm thinking about it now and i really cannot think of a time my kids have had diaper rash wearing the cloth diapers, the only time they've gotten a rash is if I've put them in a disposable and it's been hot out and it's come back to bite me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> That's what really pushed us into the switch is I could not find a brand of disposables that she could wear. Everything would irritate her skin. So I said, let's give it a shot. And almost as soon as we started, her rashes started clearing up and she hasn't had much of a problem at all. There you go, everyone. Success story. <laughs> Okay, so what about um, not dumping poop out of the diaper soon enough? Uh, well, and, you know, I get, this, I get this a lot from especially dads when the dads are hesitant to want to use cloth. I don't want to have to deal with the poop. And I always say, if you have a newborn you are going to have to deal with the poop regardless of what kind of diaper you are using. You're always going to have to deal with poop when you have a baby. That's just the way your life goes. And when it's your own baby's poop, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so flushing the poop, you know, you you don't want to leave the, the poop sitting there. For example, if you leave a poopy diaper sitting, disposable or cloth, if you leave a poopy diaper sitting out, most likely flies are going to find it and then they're going to lay eggs and that's going to turn into a big mess. And you don't want that in your diaper pail or anywhere else in your house. So flushing the poop is the best way to go. If you're washing your diapers at home, um, you could use a diaper sprayer. You could you can hook it up to your toilet and you can spray the diapers off. If you're using a service like ours, we do not recommend that only because water promotes the mold, the growth of mold. And so when we're not picking up for a week, we don't want diapers sitting there wet. Um, pee and poop is not going to. But we do ask our customers to flush the poop. And uh, I think you just have to, you know, bite the bullet, shake it into the toilet. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Yeah, it's really so much easier than people make it out to be. I've yeah. seen the diaper sprayers on Pinterest, and apparently you can go to Home Depot and make your own. Because oh, yeah. I know they're a little pricey, right? Um, but I have seen that on Pinterest. So I honestly never rinsed my diapers ever, and I washed every two to three days, and I never ever had a problem with mold or flies or anything. I just kept them in a closed pail, and I washed them every few days in really hot water. I flushed the solid poop, and there is that time where it's like not quite solid, not quite liquid, and that's when the... <laughs> <laughs> That's when those... We did a whole episode on baby say, poop. Did you to baby poop challenge? <laughs> Go to newmommymedia.com. <laughs> I do have that experience at home quite often, and right. I can tell you 
it's never been a problem coming out of my diapers. You know, no, there's it been comes some out. scary ones and it's always been fine. And again, yeah. the sun is great. The sun will get almost any stain out. Yeah, even that um, brand new breast milk poop that oh, stains that co- everything. Yes, it looks like sunlight. paint when it's on there, but yeah. the sun gets it right out. In fact, it's easier to get those out than it is to get the, like, blueberries when yeah. your kids oh. start eating blueberries. <laughs> you know what? I to- I've had a visual because I totally recall blueberry poop. Yes, it's, yeah. that's the it's hardest very one to get out. It's very fresh in my memory. It is. <laughs> Okay, so what about not being prepared for cloth diapering on the go? Uh, I think that's probably a pretty common mistake. People just, you get in a rush, or when you're a new parent, there's so much to think about. So I always recommend, um, if you're using pre-folds, you're going to need a few extra covers. I think online, if you read the stuff, they'll say like four to five or something. I would say more like six to eight covers. Maybe in the newborn phase, you have a few small newborn ones, and then you can get the one size ones that will fit from, you know, six or 10 pounds up to like 20 pounds and um, have the diapers all ready to put on the baby's bottom. So if you use prefolds, don't put a bunch of prefolds and a bunch of covers in your bag, but put the prefold into the cover roll it up like you were going to put it on the baby and then put it in your bag and have it all ready to go. And definitely invest in some wet bags, more than one, so that when you get home from a day out and you have a wet bag full of dirty diapers, you can put it in the wash and you have another wet bag for tomorrow. So you're ready to go for the next day if you're going out. Okay, and our last one. It's all or nothing choosing to exclusively cloth diaper or exclusively use disposables. Well, going back to the reasons people choose cloth in the first place, any uh, any diapers that you keep out of the landfill is going to make a huge impact. The number of diapers that a baby goes through in the two to three years that they're in diapers is astronomical, and the fact that they all sit there for so long is crazy. So any amount that you keep out of the landfill is great, and any exposure that you avoid to the chemicals is great. So if you feel like you just can't handle taking cloth with you when you go out, then only use them at home. Or if you feel like you can't get through a night without your baby waking up and you think it's because they're wet, then use a disposable at night and use the cloth uh, during the day. And I have so many people that do that. And you shouldn't feel guilty or overwhelmed or anything. Just, you know, do what works for you and do what makes you comfortable. I can say when I go on vacation, I do not want to wash diapers. (laughs) Right. So we'd pick an eco-friendly brand and bring that along with us. Okay, well, thank you so much, Amy and our lovely panelists, for chatting with us today about cloth diaper mistakes made by new parents. And for our Newbies Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Amy will share about how to simplify your cloth diapering routine. For more information about the Newbies Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. We have a question from one of our listeners, and this comes from Adrian in New Mexico. Adrian says, I'm having a hard time with my son's cradle cap. I can't get rid of it, and it just keeps coming back. What suggestions do you have? I've been using gentle baby products on it because he also has eczema. Help. Hi, this is Dr. Frederick Johnson calling in. Adrian, I guess my first question would be, how old is your son? Usually for younger kids, or infants, we suggest using either head and shoulders or selsin once or twice a week to get rid of the scales and then using a gentle brush and perhaps baby oil in between. If it's not doing any better with that after, I would say, a couple of weeks, you should probably have him seen by his doctor just to make sure that it's only cradle cap and 
not something else. So hope that answers all your questions, and I'll talk to everyone later. Bye-bye. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents. Parent savers for moms and dads with infants and toddlers. The Boob Group for moms who breastfeed. And Twin Talks for parents and multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.